0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk
1: accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk, and drunk account and drunk a cat drunk 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 account and drunk a drunk drunk junk drunk to drunk again, drunk account drunk <laughs> Welcome to the two drunk accountants. My name is Tim and my name is Dan and today we are doing another installment of brewing in business and this time we've got Sam Traherne from Chuffed Skates. G'day Sam.
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you on. I'm I'm excited to, to chat about your journey in business.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: excited too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So if you're listening to this for the first time and you're unfamiliar with what the Brewing Your Business episodes are, essentially this is just us chatting to other business owners and talking about their journey, talking about things they've experienced because we're all on this journey together and it's just great to, to hear how other people do it. Yeah,
0: it's like... It's refreshing to get to hear other real business owners' journeys in business and see how it happens in real life. So, I'm stoked that you're here, Sam, and we get to learn more about your business and your journey,
1: and uh, also what's in store for the future.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds
1: good. Cool. All right, so let's let's dive into it then. the thing that we normally like to start off with first, Sam, is is like the reason why you started your business. What were you doing before? What inspired you to, to start the business? What was your purpose?
2: Yeah. So I guess I run a business called Chuff Skates and we manufacture and sell roller skates. Um, I've been roller skating for a really long time. So I put them on for the first time when I was a kid. Um, kind of skated throughout childhood and then left it for a while and came back to it in my 20s. And so over the last, say, decade, I've been pretty heavily involved in roller skating and I obviously really love it. So I studied a doctorate in creative arts, which is not necessarily what people usually study before they get into business. (laughs) But I, I was coming to graduation time Around just before COVID hit, actually. And I was like thinking really heavily about what I was going to do next. And I guess COVID as well, in those initial lockdown phases, gave me a lot of time to think about my next chapter. And I'd been thinking for a long time that there wasn't enough like roller skate brands or options for buying roller skates, especially in Australia. So I'd done a lot of research and during that time I decided that I was just going to dive in and do it, so I ordered some samples from a factory that I had been communicating with and we kind of got the ball rolling in terms of designing our skates and yeah, that's that's kind of how it got started really, I just one day decided I was going to do it and started doing it and the rest is kind of history.
0: I mean, it's pretty cool because you you're obviously passionate about skating, um, but also passionate about design and um, and visual aspects because of your studies. So you've combined two interests there um, into a business. And we all know, I guess, COVID and the impact that has had on um, selling online. Like, it's it's been really good for online businesses. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very nice. Did you did you have a really clear purpose or like a passion driving your why when you did it? Were you, were you, were you yeah. really wanting to add to a community or particular people? Yeah, or is it just, I, yeah,
2: I did for sure. So I guess there isn't really a lot of brands based in Australia. A lot of the roller skate community and like, the roller skate culture comes from the US, um, but we do have a really strong and passionate community of roller skaters here in Australia that I've been connected to for a really long time. So I guess I wanted to create a brand that kind of represented that community, gave that community good options for buying skates at more affordable prices, because when we're importing stuff from the US we're we're paying so much in those conversions and things so people were paying a lot for roller skates and there was often shortages because people couldn't get them so it was a little bit frustrating Um, and I guess more and more people were wanting to get involved and people like me who'd been around for a long time wanted to kind of share that joy of roller skating but there just wasn't enough product to actually sustain the growth that we wanted to see so that was a big part of it and then also i think i wanted to create a brand that could directly give back to roller skating and roller skaters as well so right from the beginning we've had like a team of roller skaters that skate for the brand through like sponsorship who um have helped with designs and have had like we've released some skates in collaboration with skaters in which we donate part of the profits to them and then also part of the profits to like not-for-profit organizations that they select. So we've been really community focused from the beginning. And I guess, I don't know, we had all these big ideas um, among like my skater friends about, you know, what the perfect brand would be if we were, you know, dreaming one up. (laughs) So I tried to include as many of those things as I could as we've gone along. And, yeah, it's been
1: awesome.
2: it's been really nice to see it come to life for sure.
1: I really like everything that you've said so far and I think it's gonna be really relatable to so many people who during COVID or just before COVID or towards the end of COVID decided that what they were doing Isn't what they wanted to continue to be doing and instead they wanted to either follow a passion or start a business or or do all these things it's you know they were calling it the great resignation and all these things all these people are are completely changing the way that they were living their lives as a result of covid um so i think that element of it is 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 going to be very relatable to a lot of people listening right now but the other element of it is tapping into your purpose from the very beginning and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you were part of the community and you wanted to represent that community. And I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, we, we've spoken on the podcast before about, you know uh, you know, doing good by doing good or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, which is the idea around, you know, making um, your cause or whatever it is, the center, the profit making center of your business really, instead Mm -hmm. of an afterthought. and and putting it at the centre. And I think that's that's just awesome.
2: Mm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it has, it definitely um, has been the centre and it's a really good guide too. I know I've done business planning sessions with you there and we always kind of come back to that purpose and ours is to Mm. spread joy through roller skating and it has been that since day one and it's still that now and it is nice to have that to come back to if we're, you know, struggling with parts of the business or to make decisions or, you know, questioning what we're going to do next. Um, mm. It's really good to have that core to come back to and to kind of direct where where the business is going.
0: I like that. Um, do you think, interestingly as well, having such a strong purpose um, has, in a sense, led to some of the success you've experienced as well? Because people get behind that purpose very easily and, um, and agree with you and um, want to also um, continue developing their community, the skating community that is. So,
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess I can't really say for sure, but um, it definitely seems that way. I get a lot of really nice feedback from people um, kind of affirming some of the things that we do um so i think so i think we're a really community focused brand and through that um you know not even just not even people who buy our products but just people who might resonate with what we're doing on social media or connect with us in some way Mm -hmm. um i think that we try to inspire others to also kind of grow their communities locally and and do things in their own, um, little circles. So yeah, I hope so anyway.
1: awesome. So, I so. Mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think so. Um, so let's, let's take it back. You know, you, you said that you always spoken in, in your group of mates around, you know, what would be the perfect, uh, you know, brand in, in this space and and, and what, what would you would want from, from that? Um, but, talking about that kind of stuff and then actually doing it are two very different things you know a lot of people have ideas very few people implement those ideas (laughs) so so you know you decide to do it you you order your first sample skates you you have your design you go for it what did you do next you know what was it like initially putting yourself out there and, and putting the brand out there to to all these people who you've spoken to about these things over time
2: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty scary, to be honest. I guess I'm, I don't know, I wouldn't say, maybe I am impulsive, or once I decide I'm going to do something, generally I'm like, well, I'm in now, so I'm going to do it. So once I decided that we were going to, like, go for it, I started a social media page and just kind of dropped a few um, like teaser post that something was coming and you know the interest was kind of there straight away which was cool and then I um, obviously had to commit quite a lot of money which was my own money at the time to investing in our first order of skates so mm. we've been I'd been communicating with a factory for a while and like had been kind of going back and forth and decided that you know I'd found the design that I wanted to go forward with and then committing to that first order of I think it was 300 pairs of skates or something at the time Mm. was a lot and I was like just kind of freaking out about you know what if they never sell what if my house is just going to be permanently filled with these roller (laughs) skates um so there was a lot of uncertainty for sure um and I guess the way that I dealt with that was just to kind of keep going once it once the I decided to do a pre-sale because I had to pay a deposit for the stock and I could afford to pay the full amount, but I kind of wanted to know that some of these skates were at least going to be sold before they all arrived at my house. So I did a pre-sale and the pre-sale went way better than I expected it to. So that was really nice. Um, And then from there, I guess I kind of knew that there was some interest and that it was probably going to be fine. Even if I never did another order, at least this first order was not going to like ruin me. So (laughs) um, yeah, that was, that was really good. And then once they did come, I was running the business out of my house and I don't think I'd given enough thought really to what it would mean to fit all of these skates into my house like I knew (laughs) in terms of the square meterage that like they could go in there but it was a lot a lot (laughs) of skates and I didn't really have any I I mean I, I had never run a business before so I didn't have a lot of business experience so I had to learn a lot of stuff really quickly and like learn how to inventory all of these things that I now had and um it's definitely been a learning process throughout but i guess you know my strategy is always just to kind of like deal with the things as they come and then hope that it's all gonna work out
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a winner i mean um yeah you've obviously hopefully sold all those uh skates
2: we did sell those that was good my house well i no longer have a house full of roller skates Fortunately, now we have a warehouse which is great but uh, yeah thinking back to those days like we literally lived surrounded by boxes it was, <laughs> it was quite
1: crazy for sure how did you go about actually designing the skate you know you said you'd been a skater for a long time and so you knew a lot about skates but mm-hmm. um ha- like what was that process like of actually like all right, if this is what I want our skate to look like and this is how we do that. I mean, I can see one of your skates behind you and, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're very particular um, <laughs> and they're really cool designs, but, but how, how did you actually do that?
2: Um, so, I guess it was like different parts of the process. So, I had skated a lot of different skates over the years. So, I kind of knew the elements that I liked and that I thought would be good. Um, and then through like some sketches and things I started to communicate to the factory like the general idea of what I was hoping to achieve and they also gave me feedback as well around like kind of what was possible the kind of parts that we could use like things that would need a new mold created or things some parts that you know there was already existing things that we could use that they could get source um so it was a lot of back and forth and during that time Uh, No one could really travel. This was like when we were at that stage of of like coming up to the first big order, it was like right at the start of lockdown. So Mm. there was no way that I was like going to China to do this. So it was a lot of like Zoom calls and emails Mm. at weird hours because of the time differences. And so it was, um, yeah, a lot of stuff done by photos of like different parts of like, is this right? No, that's not (laughs) quite right. There's this in... You know, deciding the materials to use for the liners that would be like, you know, would work well with people sweating and stuff like that. So there were so many little pieces. Once we knew what it wanted to, like what we wanted it to look like, um, there were so many parts to kind of put together. Um, And then once we had that, we chose some colors. So I think in the beginning, we came out with two colors and we, uh, like, I kind of, surveyed my friends and chatted about uh, what colors people wanted and at the time most roll escape brands were doing quite like pastel bright, like m- more feminine than not colors um, mm-hmm. and I decided that maybe I would do sort of like more muted nostalgic tones so we did like an olive green and a burgundy um, that people seemed to like. Like a lot of people still really like the pastel colors, but we kind of made that our point of difference that we had, um, you know, different, just different colors. So, and then, yeah, so that's kind of how it all came together. It was just um, a lot of communicating, I think. If I looked back over those conversations now, thousands of messages, I'm sure, over like various different platforms and yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think this is really good for people who uh, have an idea that they want to pursue. Um, it's not easy. There's a lot of thought and effort that goes into pursuing that. And that's before any of the financial risk involved with ordering those 300 skates. Mm. So, sure,
2: For sure. But at the same time, it's not impossible either. Like, I mean, if I could do it, I feel like most people could do it. It's just that you have to, I think, um, just have a lot of patience and, um stick with it even when it like seems really complicated but uh, it was definitely hard but I was impressed that once I like got this sample I was like wow, like this is how things are made like I guess I've never really given it that much thought before that you know most products must go through some process like this
1: mm. um
2: yeah. yeah so I mean people can definitely do it it's just I guess having that idea and then,
1: Pushing it forward. It must have been mm-hmm. such a sense of accomplishment when that first shipment arrived. You got 300 boxes. You've pre-sold a bunch of them already, but you're like, "All right, I've I, I've I've sort of done this now. I, I, I've done it. It started. I have a business, and and I've designed it. And here's the real evidence of it in my hands. Um, yeah. What what was that kind of feeling like? I imagine it would have been would have been very rewarding. Yeah, it
2: was really cool. It definitely was. It was. I guess it was like, I think my friend who runs another business actually called RollerFit, she was someone I'd worked with over the years. Um, She teaches roller skating, like she coaches. And we just like unloaded this container of skates, which was a lot of hard work, like very physical manual labor and then moving them around. And she came over just after and she like bought a bottle of champagne. She was like, forced everyone to take a break and then just like take a moment to actually appreciate like what was happening because we were everyone who was working was like very caught up in the actual tasks at hand. It was like we now had these skates, we had all these pre-orders, we needed to ship out labels to print. Like if if we didn't stop, we would have like easily just kind of kept going and going and going through all these tasks. So it was really quite nice that she made me take like a moment just to appreciate it which was very cool it was a very cool feeling to like awesome. see it come to life
1: it's so cool that's amazing yeah. that's great so you've got these skates got all these things but the other side of the of the conversation is is you know the business part of it which is like all right so i'm probably going to need an e-commerce site and I'm going to need to set that up mm. and how does that work and which one should I go for and what payment gateway should I use and, you know, how do I do all these things? So, was was that journey happening at the same time as designing all the skates?
2: Yeah, so they were designed and then I guess you go into like manufacturing. So, nothing mm. really, you don't see much happening for a while. So. Um, I think that first manufacturing period was maybe two or three months or something like that. So it was quite a bit of time where you just know that skates are being made, but you know, it's, you don't see it constantly. Mm-hmm. So during that time was when most of that research happened. Um, I had I was fortunate to have some friends who had businesses that I could ask about platforms and you know what to do, but at the same time. It was all a lot of trial and error as well mm-hmm. like I think it was um, yeah it was complicated and I would not say that I'm particularly like mathematically minded so there were so many things to kind of calculate and figure out and like GST and all of that stuff it was mm-hmm. just a lot it was a lot and I think those were the things that I didn't really consider when I was like yeah I'm going to do it let's let's start a roller mm-hmm. skate business and then <laughs> the actual realities were all those things like finding an accountant like all of that (laughs) stuff that i I had not really given much thought at all, so Tim and I, yeah, fortunately, but, I had that time while they were manufacturing to do some of that stuff that was that was really good, actually.
1: we Tim and I both just laughed when you said, um, you know GST and all those sort of things. I didn't think about them at the time because so many people come to us mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point where they're like, I've started this thing, and I did not think about any of this. <laughs>
2: yeah. Totally, it's it's overwhelming at mm. first for sure. Like there's just so many things, like so many costs and bass and all of it. I didn't even know what those things were.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, now you're an expert, and so that's that's sort of the the next step in your journey. Really, is. Okay. So you, you did that first round. You, you probably ordered a second lot to be manufactured. You've done these things. But since then, you've created new lines of skates and, and other things. And you're, you've expanded and you, you don't just sell things locally. You sell things internationally everywhere now. So what what is that yeah. sort of like? You know, there's, there's so much learning curves in, in your journey. Um, you know, scaling up from something that starts quite small, 300 things with you and some mates unloading a truck all the way to now. What are some of the biggest road, yeah. road bumps you think you've, you've run into?
2: Uh, there's. I feel like there's always things. So if, COVID has obviously come in waves and there was parts of that like COVID time that supply chains and logistics just kind of imploded. So I'm pretty sure we had stock stuck on a port for like, I don't know, I want to say like four or five weeks or something. And then Mm. like, like came, so it was ready to go. And then it sat there for a while. And then the boat took way longer because it had to go to like an extra city. And so like there was all of these um, supply chain issues and logistics issues that were happening, like during manufacturing of one round, I think it was like impossible to get the eyelets of the skates for some reason, like mm. the the aluminium or something was in short supply. So there was just so many little things over COVID that it, it just felt like there was always something. Um, so we were sold, sold out of like a lot of stock at certain periods, but so was everyone else. It wasn't like mm. just us. It was like the whole mm. world was like experiencing the same thing. Um, so that was really hard. And then definitely made me have to think about like ways that we would overcome those issues um and then despite all of that I guess we continued to do pretty well with our sales and I decided to wholesale as well as sell through our website and so I started to build like a network of wholesale sales shops in Australia. Um, which grew interest overseas too. And so it kind of compounded. It's really strange for me to think about sometimes because I don't know exactly how or why it all happened.
0: Like (laughs) most
2: of it hasn't been because I've been pushing it. Like I I think I said to Dan once in one of our planning sessions, like I'm so busy I've never had time to send an email to a shop and be like, Do you want to sell our skate? (laughs) I would only reply to the ones that like contacted me. So yeah. I feel like we just, I was in the right place at the right time in some regards. Like I saw this kind of gap in the market that was real. And then I was like filling this demand for skates. Um, so that uh, meant that people came to me, which was really lucky. And yeah, I guess we, I've just kind of continued to ride the momentum. Now mm. we're like two years in, two and a bit, I think, which is cool um and yeah it's all kind of still happening growing
0: it seems like it's the tip of the iceberg still as well of the journey so yeah excited to
1: see So (laughs) another question I just thought of is, is along that journey um, a lot of business owners discovered that they can't do everything all at once. And so you need to start Mm -hmm. getting people around you to do things. What was that journey like? And and how did you approach getting other people to do the work that you would generally do, simply because you don't have time for everything anymore. So, there would have been parts of your business where you've had to sort of hand the reins over to other people. Um, Was that a difficult process? Did you find it easy to communicate, say, you know, your business's values and and how you wanted everyone to act in a certain way? Or or what's that been like?
2: Yeah, it was very difficult in the beginning because I guess it's hard to take all the information that's like inside your head and then explain it to another person in a way that like I would feel comfortable that they were going to do the job properly. I think I had a lot of like control issues (laughs) Um, because like, I guess it becomes like your little baby and you just want everything to be perfect, but definitely trying to do everything was not a very sustainable way. I was like, trying to do way too much and I still am I mean I would love to have way more stuff now but it's still at a stage where you know we we can only really put people on as we grow and can sustain that but um the first thing I did was get someone that would like manage the warehouse well we didn't have a warehouse yet but like manage sending orders and like all of that kind of day-to-day uh, like mm. admin of the website, sending orders to the shop, sending the orders from the website, going to the post office and all of that. Um, and that freed up a lot of time because it's very time-consuming. And it's it's fairly simple work to do once you explain how it needs to be done. Like mm. every order is more or less packed the same way. So it was something that was easy to give up once I could. Um mm. And then I got someone to help me with branding and marketing. And that person is a roller skater too. So that's been really great and has been like someone I've known for a long time. So having their insights has been really good. And I mean, our social media does really well. So I think she does a really awesome job. Um, and that was nice as well, because I guess it maybe wasn't one of my strengths. I think I can contribute to the business better in other ways. So giving it up and then, like, seeing it do well was cool because it's probably mm. better now than it would have been had I not done that. So, um, awesome. yeah, like, this, I have someone extra as well now that helps just a couple of days a week just with admin stuff for me, like helping to answer, like, customer service emails and and just general stuff, which is nice. And hopefully one day I'll be able to employ her in a, like a more full-time capacity and i'll just just focus on the bigger picture stuff but it's been um definitely i've never hired someone and and regretted it and been like oh i wish i had all of that work back i wish i could do it again like it's hard in the beginning to let it go but then once it's gone it definitely feels a lot better and you feel like lighter and more able to do other things
1: yeah i think that's a lesson that a lot of people can learn is that yeah it's like um just offloading it you instantly feel better (laughs) and and you can focus on the things that actually helps to grow your business faster um and and yeah i think uh you need to focus on those important bits instead of Mm. traveling to the post office or or, which are important but stop you from from growing it any bigger
2: yeah for sure
1: it's nice having a team vibe as well in the
0: business. You can start to develop your culture and values. And and like yeah. you said, I mean, it's probably far exceeded everything you could have done alone with the help you got building your um, social media presence and, and you would have been too busy just sending orders <laughs> if you had kept doing that too, so. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to hear a bit more about how you built um, your community online, the social media presence. Um, uh, you know, Dan and I, with our own podcast, it's something we're not great at. Um, so I wanted to pick your brain and, and hear why you think that has gone so well and and what were some of the reasons
1: behind your success. So to, to, to be clear, how, how many, I know this isn't just a, this isn't the be all and end all, but but do you know how many people follow Chuffed on Instagram at the moment? Roughly?
2: 15.4
1: thousand. Cool. <laughs> so ours is like... Yeah. 500 people <laughs> that's how yeah. bad we are at our own marketing um, yeah
2: but i think it's a bit different i feel like roller skating is like it's a popular instagram thing i don't know if they're counting it's the same kind
1: of thing you know
0: <laughs> we'll see we're trying to change but that like, i think
2: you guys do a good job i i feel like it's part of that so like i don't know maybe at least the last five or six years or maybe even a little bit longer like people who roller skate have tended to share a lot of content on instagram so it is like a a thing that people do and like a way that roller skaters tend to connect to each other so um there is an existing base of people who are like hashtagging roller skating and all of that stuff um so that helped i'm sure And then um, I think being a new brand and being based in Australia um, generated a lot of interest right away. I think we got like a 1,000 followers maybe in the first couple of weeks, which was cool. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, all right, well, people are interested. So um, we always like – I always wanted to make sure that our online presence uh, was – a true representation of like real roller skaters. A lot of brands um, would push kind of like a very curated image of, of what a roller skater would look like, which is obviously like often like a young white female, like mm. a certain beachy kind of vibe,
0: mm.
2: which I didn't think was really um, fair to the diversity of what roller skating really is. So that was always part of it from the beginning too. And I think that that could be a thing that people really resonate with. So cool. um, we've kept that uh, pretty core to our social media plans, I suppose, mm-hmm. throughout. And we try to show, you know, a variety of different people at a variety of different levels of skating from all different places. Um, so... Yeah, I think that could be why. I think that cool. could be why it kind of, it, it I guess, inspires people maybe.
1: Yeah, in that way. I think the, the lessons I've learned from that are be authentic mm. and, and yes. other people will find you who who uh, resonate with, with who you are and what you're doing. Um, and then, mm. Tim, we should be hashtag roller skate on all of our posts from now on. <laughs> yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> hashtag. I don't know okay. like I okay. am not the best at like understanding social media trends. We don't have TikTok yet for example, but I feel like it's <laughs> a thing that like we should have that me and Sugu who who runs our social media, we don't really get it. Like we're just a bit past that um generation of of TikToking. So like we're not perfect by any means. Our Instagram is good, but we're like lagging in other areas for sure. Um mm. But I think that is a good point, Dan. I think, like, being authentic and being consistent, like, having a consistent brand image and, like, knowing what you're about and what is, like, not relevant to your brand um, is a good way to to kind of create a presence.
0: That's what I heard there. You'd looked at other brands and what they were doing on social media and you decided you made a decision what you wanted to communicate. So... That right there is going a step above and, and really thinking about what you wanted to do rather than just posting random videos or photos. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, sure. lot of thought. I can see a lot of thought go- has gone into the product and um, the design um, and um, your community development. So, I can see that's really um, paying off for you and, and showing in the results and the growth.
1: So, so, uh, so th- with that in mind, what does the future hold for Chuffed? What, what you know? What, what's next on the horizon? I, I know you're releasing some new skates at the moment. You've got other things going on, but but where where would you hope the business to continue? Well, we just
2: got distribution in north america which feels kind of big or oh, it is it is big because it I is big mecca of roller skating and so we're kind of now a you know, little fish in this big sea over there but um we we have a distributor who who seems really passionate about the brand as well which is great so i hope that will grow um and that opens up a lot of opportunities for us as well because it's a, If it goes well, it could mean like a big shift in the quantities of skates and the things that we um, produce, which in turn would mean you know being able to grow the team. Um, the thing about like growing the team is that, like it's great to have more people to do more things that I think need to be done, but also um, because we tend to employ people who are roller skaters because it's easier in a sense they understand the product um it means like creating opportunities for people that have been part of this community too so Mm. hopefully that um that will happen in the next year or so as the as the u.s distribution continues to grow and then someone asked me the other day well like where are you going to distribute to next like we don't really have any presence um in europe or the uk and so I guess there's so many possibilities about like where we could go and what we can do, um, which at times seems incredibly overwhelming because I think, <laughs> wow, like I'm already so busy doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but um, I guess you know if it's all done properly, then it, it should scale in a in a way that is is workable. But mm. yeah, I guess I don't know. In a sense. Um, I suppose the future would be us being like a globally recognized brand would be great. and then being able to use like our our reach and our our profits and and all those things to continue to do the things that are important.
1: Yes, yes. that's great. I love that. Uh, all right, so where can people find you? Where can they find shaft? What should they be looking at right now in terms of what shaft is doing? Where do they go?
2: Mm, So, our Instagram is at Chuffskates. Mm. Uh, Our website is chuffskates.com. We now, as Dan kind of mentioned before, we put out some new products recently. So, we now have, like, three levels of skates. We have, like, a beginner skate, kind of an all-round intermediate skate, and a more advanced um, skate boot that can be teamed with, like, more uh, specialized hardware and things like that. So... We have a range of skates as well as like some apparel and things too um and yeah all of that is on our website uh, we do little events from time to time usually in newcastle where we're based but we did do one in in the central coast recently so people can stay up to date with the events we're holding and and stuff like that on our social media and yeah Everyone should start skating. It's the best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like going for a skate right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice
2: weather today. It feels kind of like properly spring outside already. It's great. So. Yeah, we're
1: moving into roller skating season for sure. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Go find Chuff Skates online. Go buy some skates and, and go have fun out in the sun. And uh, I guess we will see you next week on the podcast. Follow us at 2 Drunk Accountants on all the socials, 2 uh, podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Catch you later. Thanks, Sam. Bye.
2: Thank you, guys. See ya.